1: Andy Gray, striker and shouty commentary man. Play for Villa, Wolves, Everton, Rangers and Dundee United. Winner of two League Cups, the English League, the FA Cup, European Cup Winners' Cup, a lot of Cups, and the Scottish Premiership. 20 Caps for Scotland, a whole load of bad stuff I don't want to talk about and, of course, author see with the book club's thought in today's The Football Book Club. The ball comes in from Debian Duff and Didier Drogba says, thank you very much!
2: It's the first time I've given up on a book. I, I don't think I'll ever finish it.
1: Imagine going to Tiger Tiger and having a steak.
4: Ugh. Jim Davidson, Russ Abbott and Bernie Winters.
1: I want you to tell me, is it Fifty Shades of Grey or Andy Grey? Hooray! <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Marion Keys, more Richard Keys. Oh, I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> Why would you
3: mention Richard
1: Keys? <laughs> Why would I mention Andy Gray? <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> And James Berg, and over the weeks, we're going to be reading classics such as Steve Bruce's Heading for Victory and Carlos Carvajal's ebook, Soccer Developing a Know How. <laughs> Carlos Carvajal? No. Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday Manager? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, well, he's, got, he's got an ebook. But today, we're reading <laughs> Andy Gray's genuinely titled Shades of Grey from all the way back in 1986. And reading it with me are Jack Bernhardt. Hi. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And James Boujan. Hello. Rough estimate, do we think this is gonna be more or less sexy than Fifty Shades of Grey?
4: Um judging oh. um. <laughs> by grapes. the cover. Hmm.
1: Has anyone read actual? has anyone read actual Fifty Shades?
4: Yeah, obviously. Okay. <laughs> what? And I don't I believe the rest obviously. of you.
1: <laughs> I, I generally have, I recorded the film once because I was interested, and I never got round to watching it because I moved out the flat. But,
3: oh. <laughs> I thought uh... you said recorded the film as in like went to the cinema with the with a phone going. like
5: Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, this is great.
1: Um, is it a good book? Fifty Shades of Grey.
4: Fifty Shades of Grey is an absolutely terrible book. But spoiler alert: it's four thousand times better than Andy Gray's Shades of
3: Grey. <laughs> I think it's it's sort of unfair, or oh, it's interesting because I reckon what who wrote this again? E. L. James. Is Andy, that Gray. Andy Gray. Andy wrote Gray wrote this. <laughs> Who wrote uh, Fifty Shades? El James. El e. James. El James. Do you think she was like I oh, need a really good title for this book? Oh, Andy Gray, the old
1: uh, <laughs> Scotland striker. <laughs> I could do a pun on that. Is <laughs> the main character called Andy Gray? Is Christian called isn't Christian,
4: Christian Gray? But there isn't is few moments in the book where he calls himself Mister Gray, and I wanted to vomit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he calls himself Mister Andy Gray. <laughs>
4: Oh, and he's going to stop talking about his red room in a
1: minute there. <laughs> I can already tell this is going to be a disgusting episode. I know. Claret and blue room.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very good, James. Uh, everyone had a good day in general? No. <laughs> I had to finish this book.
4: I know, yeah. me too. <coughs> and yes. now you've thrown
3: sex into it.
1: Sex is everywhere, Jack. Get on board, man. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. The
4: sex is everywhere. 1986,
1: come on. 1986, that's what they should call it. Wait.
5: Yeah. Laptop <laughs> <Go on. laughs> oh, it. Back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so you've been reading that book, all day I read the book ages ago. Not bragging. That was a brag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read it on a beach, and I genuinely think I'm the only person ever to read Andy Gray's Shades of Grey on on a Mediterranean beach. I can't imagine anyone. It done looks
4: that. like it's one of those fake covers that you can get for really seedy novels. So I bet <laughs> a few yes. people thought that you were actually trying to read a bit of E.L. James on the beach. <laughs> um,
1: it was, it I don't got... know what's more embarrassing.
4: I'll be honest. <laughs> Andy Gray in his short shorts on the front. Yeah. Did anyone come, to,
1: come up to you like so you have to leave. This is
2: disgusting.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, Sean This Massie. is a public beach.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: I really hope that somebody has accidentally picked this up instead of 50 Shits of Grey at some point and read it on a beach.
1: Well, um, you're bringing me very much uh, to Amazon's oh, reviews. No. Do you want to hear this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and the book has three and a half stars from seven reviews uh, <laughs> and every single one does exactly the same joke that James just did.
5: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you hack,
1: James. Can you cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> that is very damning. Very damning on your career. Um, uh, here's one review. Two stars from Matthew. Uh, upset wife is the subject. Um, I bought this book for my wife after all the girls at work were getting fidgety whilst reading it oh. during their lunch breaks. Getting it's fidgety. Oh, <laughs> I oh God. <laughs> Oh god <laughs> Strap him for the next hour <laughs> My missus was very disappointed I was all ready and waiting in the bedroom for her And all I got was a slap and a kick in the balls Lesson one, learn to spell <laughs> Learn to spell? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about?
4: Because 50 shades of grey is with an E I, don't know, I still don't That's
3: not the problem here <laughs> The problem is these well, like are 50 I mean well, there's many <laughs> problems learn <laughs> to read.
1: Learn to read you idiot Learn to, learn to count to read.
4: more like it
1: has anyone got any uh, memories of Andy Gray? <laughs> oh
4: yes, a few. It's <laughs> interesting, isn't it?
3: Because he
1: he did like for ages,
3: he was like the voice of football. And um, it, oh, right, yeah. okay.
1: I, I'm not defending anything he's ever done. Oh no, here he we go. A, here we go. He's got. Oh. He, but all I'm saying is they deserve no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is the man has. Did have a great commentary voice. He has a very a good really, voice yeah.
5: on Sky.
3: I I think he does have a good commentary voice. He also has a really good habit of um of like saying what the players what the players would say when they they like had a cross come into them. And I I can't okay. get it in my head. It's when like. <laughs> The cross comes into the box and he goes, and the striker says, thank you very much! And I love
2: that. <laughs> yeah, he used to do it all the time.
3: He goes like, uh, the ball comes in from Damien Duff and Didier Drogba says, thank you very
1: much! As if, like,
3: <laughs> all the players would be going, oh, Damien, thank you for that cross. Absolutely smashing. Thank you.
1: See, that that's miles better than anything Alan Smith has ever said. Alan Smith, the most no. dull man in the world. Alan Leave Smith's
3: Alan lovely. Smith alone. Alan Smith is
1: J- smudgy. <laughs> Uh, you would like it, Mr. Arsenal boy. Yeah. But J- I think, James, you, you do a really good impression of um <clears throat> Sorry to put you on the spot. You do a really good yeah. impression of You are put me on right? the
2: spot, but now you mentioned it. you know, I might as well do it. <laughs> <That was just laughs> no, Alan Smith's interesting because he always mentions the player's nationality for some reason. It's like his little thing. So he'll okay. say, I don't know, give me a player. Give me a player and I'll do it. Uh, uh,
1: Emmanuel Adebayor. Where's he from? Togo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, a better one, a better one. So you he'd, uh, he'd talk about... The Zola. Um, that, no, this is too old. We need more current than that.
3: Oh God, uh, Andy Gray, <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Fletcher.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, go. Yeah, and he just couldn't quite get his uh, his head to it there. The, the Scottish striker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's better than the actual Adam Smith. I would listen that to is, that for now. That <laughs> is
3: so good. That is such a good impression. It's oh the my one, God.
1: only one I can do.
3: Oh, I love
2: it. <laughs> he either says the nationality or the age. So he will say the young striker.
1: let will say that. <laughs> it sort of sounds like he's trapped in a box. James, when we read um, Alan Smith's autobiography, are you going to do the dramatic reading for us in his voice? Oh, of course. Of
2: course. <laughs>
5: yes. That'd be well, so
1: good. <laughs> right, let's suffer through this episode, then we'll do that. <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> Okay, as the show goes on, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and of course, Ken Zong is back with another chant about an ex-Wigan player. But first, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What did you think of the book, Tash?
4: Uh, chaotic junk.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh?
2: I think that's also why he got fired from Sky as well.
5: <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, joke, joke, joke,
2: joke,
1: yeah,
5: joke, joke, <laughs>
1: joke. joke. <laughs> we got one. We got a joke. Fifteen episodes in. <laughs> Done it. Um, James, you liked it?
2: Yeah. Uh, no. It, <laughs> I texted you today and said I've still got seventy pages to read, and you said, "Will you have enough time?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've got all day." And then uh, I, I don't think I'll ever finish it. I think I read ninety percent of it. <laughs> I gave up on it. It's the first time I've given up on a book. I hated wow. it. I really hated it.
1: The last uh, yeah. okay, John, do, you do your rating now out of <laughs> ten. Just, <out> <laughs> Just head off.
2: <laughs> I think also it's because it was it's so old as well. I think it's dated, isn't it? It's
1: it's one of those like Tash mentioned the cover before. It's one of those books that you kind of find in a charity shop somewhere mm. and we got it um i don't even, i don't mean to keep advertising amazon but it's on uh kindle unlimited that's the only way i we kind of thought about doing it because it's free on a jeez this is turning into an advert <laughs> i used to play the mordell coaches music underneath <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> and the thing about
1: amazon is they make you feel um so but yeah it's it really is one of those books that um i, I, I don't think he put loads of effort into when he wrote it it was just one of those things the footballers seemed to do at that time just release a you know, a, a 200 page book, which loosely chronicled their life. And this one starts in, uh, he's, I think he wrote it when he was 31. So quite 30, young yeah. when he did it. Yeah. 30. Yeah. Um, I mean,
4: I bought the actual book and as much you? love went, yeah, as much hmm. love went into crafting the actual book as what's inside it. So it's falling <laughs> to pieces. Yeah. Shoddy workmanship, Andy Gray.
1: Who? Well, I don't think he, I don't <laughs> yeah. think he like made the book. <laughs> I
4: don't think was like, shod- Andy Gray didn't bind the book. I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't know. <laughs> yeah
1: that we can hold give me that page over him. there and I say thank you very much
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, wait what Adam Smith say <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah just uh, couldn't quite get it together though, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is
5: so good
2: oh, let's just give up on the book this is great uh,
1: Jack <laughs> y- you liked it the the thing about this book is I hated it <laughs> Do you remember Colin Murray uh, said that Graham Sooners might want to kill us, and we were pretty nice to Graham Sooners. Oh, <laughs> Andy Gray's stuck in Dubai, isn't he? He's never. Is that where he lives be. now? Yeah, I think Andy so. Gray won't
4: dare come on this podcast while I'm on here, so don't worry about it. I'm not
1: worried about him coming on the podcast. <laughs> I'll get. <laughs> up I'll
4: to put the video on and like accidentally pull a boob out or something, and he'll shit himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good, that's well, the solution. <laughs>
4: Got to play these people at their own game, you know. I won't
1: lie; you stumped you stumped me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> there was literally no follow up to that. <laughs> no one. Well, has thank you very much, it.
3: and uh, and good night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so Jet liked it. Tash liked it. James liked it. Um, uh, James, all what right. did you think? <laughs> I I didn't like it. Right. So first of all, it wasn't the the unpc nightmare I feared I slash hoped for. It was just a <laughs> no? it was. Yeah. It was kind of offensive because it was just a bit nothing all the way through and yeah. but one thing that was important uh, to take from it is that the 70s is the weirdest era in history yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's so in all of human history there's a very lot of very strange. odd things that happen but also but
3: because he's because lived a life he's lived a, he's well, lived he's lived a, a life, life but, but he's also you're right it's very it is very nothing because he'll just be like oh what a time that was anyway back to scotland i went boop-a-doop and like there's no <laughs> development about anything any of the that, i feel like if andy gray andy gray had quite an interesting career if he had hired i don't know grant holt to ghost write his book probably yeah. really quite a good book how old was Grant Holt in 86 we've already talked about how Grant Holt could like travel back through time to read a letter <laughs> oh, true. to himself yeah, yeah. so he's, he can quantum leap back to Andy Gray's era that well makes maybe sense.
4: if Andy Gray wasn't such a total wally he would have been asked to write the follow up and then he could have got Grant Holt to do it but yeah, alas yeah, I thing. fear we'll never get two shades of grey you know
3: well there uh, is he, there's another book called Grey Matters isn't there Grey
2: Matters is oh, there okay. <laughs>
3: um, oh, wow. and I think his next one will be hashtag Grey Lives Matter
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which will be the
3: un-PC nightmare.
1: <laughs> God, this is fun, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> the book is set in 1986. Uh, <laughs> slap bat, slap set in nineteen eighty six. A, di- a different world, like yeah. as if Andy was nineteen eighty six. Yeah, was
3: was imagining an alternate universe.
1: And um, but yeah, it's it's slap banging in a second spell at Villa. So I think he's. I, I, I'll be I didn't know loads about Andy Gray's career going mm-hmm. into this. I knew he was a good player, but you know it's, it's before our time, isn't it? We're just little boys, and <laughs> and, and Tash is a girl, <laughs> as we talked about before with yeah. the. <laughs>
4: oh no <laughs> oh it's rubbing off on you and the, pod- oh, end the podcast now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andy I love you
1: <laughs> um, but um, I, I know that I told Tashoff for blaming him for the binding of his book earlier but uh, Jack and I were mentioning how there's a lot of uh, errors in spelling mistakes which yep.
4: I think yeah. isn't
1: his fault again it's a kindle error in no the book. it's and not because
4: you... I've got the paperback a hardback and it's, they're in there as well oh. Ooh,
1: no that's remarkable so one of the ones I noticed early on was um, early on he writes something about how the villa manager finally made me leave the dub I felt so much for. <laughs> it really like, undermines the centre It really did. I love,
4: that. I love the, the dub. dub. The Yuck. dub be good to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Andy, you're going to have to leave the dub.
4: No!
1: <laughs> but there's loads of other ones we're going to come to. Like, all the way basically, through.
3: every time he types modern, it, it gets redone as modem. Yeah. Which is very yeah. odd because he talks oh, about like I wanted to have like a modem, like a modem club, and I was like, "What, like an internet club?" Like, <laughs> yeah, what you, you all go around discussing the internet said that, way I ahead of thought his that time.
4: That was like a typeface thing, you know. But is it just a laziness thing instead? I don't, I don't know. know. I guess it, it, it is.
1: looks it looks like R and N looks like an M. So no. unless maybe his typewriter didn't work. Like, this is
3: uh, <laughs> font observations on <laughs> font club.
1: <laughs> this is nowhere near the most boring thing we've done in the show. <laughs> So if you've just started listening.
4: <laughs> Strap in. Um, it's
5: weird, though, so,
2: because he talks, he does actually mention the fact that he, he was the the best speller in his class or something as well.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. I, that is the sweetest and weirdest brag in the whole thing. He says something like, um, at the age of seven, I was the only uh, person in my class who could spell the word beautifully. And I thought it was really sweet. Well, okay, also, a no, strange no, no, thing to no mention, way, hang he's on. 31.
3: This is what I wanted to debate. He said, I was the only kid in class who could spell beautifully. Was that. he saying that he could spell the word beautifully or that he was I just so. a beautiful speller?
2: I worked this out. He does mean the word beautifully because you, c- you can't spell beautifully. You can have a spell or you can't. It's not like, <laughs> it's <you> know, <laughs> it's
5: like...
2: That is beautiful spelling! But then also, it made me laugh because he could have just said beautiful because the hard bit is 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 a start right the B E no yeah
3: so i think some people some people he's, really he's, uh, screw up the ending yeah but <laughs> they go double fully. E. it's e like he's, he's like
2: scrabble or countdown or something he's like i'll just i'll just add a couple make a beautiful beautifully and then that's the, it's an <laughs> yeah. even longer word that i can spell correctly
1: so we worked out he was a child genius um, <laughs> the, Jack, you weren't too keen in the beginning, you told me. And uh, it is confusing. Is, is it the same in the paperback? I'm guessing. He, it starts off with so him signing like for about,
4: Well, there's about four pages where he tells you the entirety of the book. And then yeah. I had to read it in more detail yes. for the next 200 pages, what he'd already That's, told me. I
3: I, re- I really thought we were missing like a page or like, yeah, we missing
4: like
1: any kind pages. of context. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe there are other pages. We've got to read them. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine <laughs> if, he, if he emails us and says here's Here's more pages thank you
3: very much (laughs) um no but it's it's such a weird start because he starts by saying in my second season i topped the goal scorers was voted player of the year again and i i felt like i was like having an aneurysm (laughs) i was like oh my god have (laughs) i have i read three chapters of this already who is this man
1: (laughs) like yeah i I don't know what club he was at and stuff i I think it it really expects you to be a andy gray expert right at the top
3: what's also i mean the whole the whole start is interesting because it, the, the whole book is chronological except for this first chapter um and most books if they're not chronological they'll have like a bit at the start that will be their career highlights they'll mm. be like the, like when we did jersey dudek it was like that save against um ac milan and when it was grant hole it was like scoring a goal against Liverpool. andy gray's highlight is <laughs> signing for wolves not playing for wolves <laughs> signing for wolves
1: but uh, to defend Andy. No, a bit more- no, <laughs> not to defend Andy. <laughs> let, 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 let him and me finish. I think uh, there is a bit of drama there because he's realised that he's got a few problems uh, with his knee and it is a massive moment. No, no, there. no. So it's it's a it's a big deal. I, I think know you what, what you mean. If your highlight is signing for a team,
3: that implies that everything yeah. that came afterwards wasn't as good as signing for
1: it. <laughs> See, I, I agree. And also Wolves isn't his best period either as a player. It's-
3: well, it's also so weird because he's written this book like when he's back at Villa. He's in a villa shirt in the front. So he
1: starts at the exact moment that he leaves Villa for for their, rivals.
3: For their yeah. Birmingham rivals. It's so yeah,
1: weird. That is true. I think I, I thought he chose it not for the highlight thing but because um it was the most dramatic moment because he's having a medical and they're not sure if it's going through or not which is you know that also happens in some books but as well. then but then it's sort of portrayed as like you know the fans loved
3: me and everyone was so happy that i was there and at one point he says that the manager like when he signed the manager <laughs> turned to the crowd and did the Chilean salute and it's like it's not d-day guys like jesus christ it's just a scottish player moving across the city Let's chill out.
4: <laughs> he kept talking about himself in the third person oh, in that God, bit as well. Yeah. What oh, a day God. for Andy Gray! Yeah. <laughs> Andy he Gray lo-
3: was he... quite amazed by what was going on in front of him.
1: <laughs> he, he loves talking in the third person, uh, and that di- that didn't surprise me. It yeah. didn't surprise me. He's the third <laughs> person kind of guy.
3: Andy Gray really didn't spend a lot of time proofreading his book, did he? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, the first chapter is a disaster. Um, <laughs> chapter two, <laughs> I thought um, that was all quite sweet when he was a little child. I thought that was all very sweet. Growing up in Drumchapel in Glasgow, I feel for his mum. Uh, his yeah. mum, uh, he said, uh, with three sons already, my mum Margaret had a heart set on a daughter. When I came along, she cried. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so, that's a really sad bit and then he's like haha remember mom, when you cried wasn't that funny and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I make her laugh with it all the time but really it's hiding some deep emotional trauma <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah like when dad went round and burst all the green balloons
3: oh god that was oh, yeah weird. because they because that represents celtic
1: he's a big rangers boy isn't he yeah yeah
4: there's
3: i mean th- this second chapter of the book is good but there are a lot of like um i described james as uh grandpa simpson moments
5: <laughs> where it's just him
3: doing extremely dull anecdotes that sound like <laughs> a bit from grandpa simpson where he talks there's a bit where he talks about like how his mum used to buy penguins and they used to come in foil packets. and <laughs> Which was the style at the
5: time. Which was the style at the time. Uh,
3: and, like, everyone in the family would only eat the blue penguins, and all the green ones were the ones that were always left. Um, because, you know, sectarianism.
2: There's so many of them stories that go nowhere, and he sets yeah. them up as if they're going to be. My favourite one is the, the... The reason why it's my favourite one is because he talks about it like it's, it goes, it's gone down in Glasgow folklore do you remember this with his, <laughs> with his careers advisor?
3: Yes. Oh, like, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He, God.
2: Says, he says, you know, this, this story is so crazy. It led to a confrontation with a careers officer, which is still talked about in Glasgow to this day. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. And I was expecting him to, you know, like I stormed in and I was like, trash in the office and I'm never going to yeah. be a mechanic or whatever. And <laughs> he just, the story is he walks in, she goes, what, what, what do you want to do? Then he goes, oh i've already decided i'm gonna be football and she goes okay then see you <laughs> <it. laughs> yeah.
3: and then and then he liked like, he says like and i told my friends and they couldn't believe it when their reaction was probably like okay yeah
4: cool. okay cool oh, that's no, fair you're yeah, pretty
2: fair good enough. at football so pretty no, good football. And, yeah, it's not you like really me
4: want turning to play around and saying it is it like he was quite good at football get over it andy
1: yeah. Do you think he had the same voice when he was a kid? He had that yes. same like, bombastic, uh, yeah. like commentary voice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and the this-
1: career advisor says, "Thank you very much. Next appointment." <laughs> So he starts off at uh, Dundee United, yep. I think it is, isn't it? And he does he does pretty well there. And he goes on a big move to Villa. He does. Well,
3: just before that, he has he says, like, oh, it was quite a week that I had before. Like, I was supposed to be playing at Celtic and I was out the team. And then it turned out I was going go to go to Germany to, um oh, where was he going to go? Frankfurt or Stuttgart? Somewhere like that. Yeah, but somewhere he, like that. He describes Germany as the land of Beckenbauer's and Muller's.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: Like it's dinosaurs? (laughs) Ah, the land of Beckenbauers, where the Beckenbauers roam free. And he is a real. The land
1: before Rhine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The second
3: joke!
5: The (laughs) second joke!
1: (laughs)
3: um and he's also talks about how like um the the he says the the german off was so good it was almost too good to be true and you're thinking oh wow it must have been too good to be true it must collapse and he said it wasn't too good to be true i just didn't want to go to germany
1: anyway <laughs> <laughs> what kind of story is that yeah but it's it is um you know it was a very good player as uh, to be kind of was, a lot of teams were after him at that time yeah so it's quite a coup that, to go to villa
3: i suppose because i have no understanding of this period of football Mm-hmm. so i am sort of like is that good is he good he'll like mention these players where you're like oh old ratty dougburn and dougie <laughs> ratburn used to kick the ball oh
1: my god there's so many people called doug in this yeah thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so confusing many. there's one dougie sentence deanin duggos oh my god there's one sentence uh in particular about a guy who's the head of the pfa uh where he writes derek dugan the dug wanting to know if there's any way i can make it on my own dug wandered
5: it's like a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doth Doug <laughs> declare? Um, but it,
3: I I realized that it's probably what um anyone who listens to this podcast and doesn't like know anything about footballers from the mid nineties or like early noughties like that's probably what
1: they're thinking all the time when sure. we're like, oh my god, Freddie Eastwood. They're like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, but at Villa, I wonder if his life would have turned out differently had he not met Ron Saunders. Ron who is? Saunders. Yeah, yeah, he seems a bad guy. I don't like the way he treats Andy. I know, but
4: because I dislike Andy, I was kind of rooting for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, this is the thing we've got. Because if this book was written by someone else, I think we'd have been like, that's bad. But we wouldn't have slagged it off as much as this. I think, uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Ron Saunders thing, I mean, he always ruins his career by making him play when he's, you know, not fully fit and forcing
3: That stuff him- was it's- dodgy and it sounded like he yeah. did that a lot. He's a I despot.
1: Like he's
4: it, Jafar. It sounds a bit like sort of <laughs> Real Housewives nastiness, like bitchy, yeah, backstabby, petty. calling him disgusting and a chicken and all this. Oh, yeah.
3: You disgusting like chicken! Yeah, that's what he said. So, it's so weird. Although, okay, so so basically they fall out because Ron Saunders no, because Andy Gray says he doesn't want to play. or he's injured, so he can't play against Bayern Munich, yeah. Barcelona, Barcelona. Someone, um, okay. And Ron Saunders like he's a disgusting chicken to someone else, <laughs> and and yeah. Andy Gray from that point is like, oh, I can't believe he said that. I'm I hate him. But he then says, I didn't confront him because I didn't know what it would, would achieve. Like to me, if someone called me a disgusting chicken, <laughs> mm-hmm, and I was willing to like leave a club because of it, I probably would at least try and have it out with the guy who said it.
1: You're right. You want to know? Like, it seems so a bit. Seems if a bit I was calling to... you a disgusting chicken to James, yeah, which... in WhatsApps, for example, and you found out,
3: I swear to God, if you've done that,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, uh... I, would, I would
3: probably say, I would probably say, "Hey, James, why are you calling me a disgusting chicken?" I wouldn't uh, then say I'm going to um, engineer a, a, yeah, uh, a but- move away from this podcast. And to move- Quickly
1: Kevin. Yeah, to move on to Quickly Kevin
4: <laughs>
3: for a record-breaking deal. <laughs> Good
1: luck to you. Bye.
4: I've got a bit of a conspiracy <laughs> theory about this, though, because I think our Andy is not such a reliable narrator, because okay. a bit later
1: on... I think you're. I think that's the odd sign with that. Does this involve Alton Towers? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sadly not. <laughs> but he says that Ron Saunders lets him leave at half-time, like he's halfway through a shift at work or oh, something, yeah. to go to his club opening.
3: Yeah. That doesn't I've, sound yeah. like a and,
4: bad guy also- to me
3: he spends the whole time being like oh he's evil he's evil and then there are quite a few bits like that where you're like actually maybe ron's not too bad also it's worth saying that like he so the other interesting thing about this book is that uh, andy gray spends the whole time being like oh i completely justified moving from villa to wolves it was totally justified i i at wolves won the league cup the next season they get relegated (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what Villa were doing when uh Wolves are getting relegated? Mm. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe it was the year before. Villa won the European won the Cup. Le- won the league. <laughs> they won the league in 1981. And this they
1: is the thing the- he doesn't talk about. They won the Champions League around.
3: You wouldn't know, well. would you? It's, but it's just mad to be like, oh god, I'm so glad I got out of that <laughs> championship-winning right <laughs> team. Yeah. To win the league cup and then get relegated. <laughs> like i i feel like ron doesn't get enough because he does sort of like begrudgingly midway through the book be, he's like sort of like oh fair play to him. i guess he did win the league but i had something he could never have
5: <laughs> um, what's that a, a <laughs> yeah. blue
3: penguin rapper <laughs> I, I i think ron ron sounds like a bit of a hard like a hard guy but he got results I don't, I'm we'll, sure. I'm sure we'll never know would.
1: until someone flogs him a Christmas tree. That's the
5: that's, that's we'll the never truth. find
1: out his true personality. <laughs> he, I, I, he sadly he died last year, but um, oh. if anyone sold before he passed, sold Ron Saunders a Christmas tree, get in touch. <laughs> we can find out. We can put him on a scale of you know evil to Glen <laughs> 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 Who wants uh, Ken song this week? Oh wait, so yes. just just one last thing with um, uh, Ron Saunders: we put him in the Hall of Shame or not? Then.
3: No. No. Okay. I, right. I think because I have another candidate for a Hall of Shame
1: that's coming out later. Oh, okay. Whoa. Very nice. Oh, all right. I say so excited. Is it Ken? Is it Andy Gray? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Gray is already automatically entry. Um, Ken's song this week. We remember Ken. Ken yeah. uh, is writing in a new... You him. Every week, he writes another chant about a former uh, footballer for Wigan, this series. And this one goes to the tune of uh, Gay Bar by Electric Six. Oh, we're really oh, wow. sk- skating very close to in,
5: <laughs> with it, with this episode.
1: <laughs> the song goes, uh, Goal! You know it's Hugo Rodiega. <laughs> You know it's Hugo Rodeaiga. You know it's Hugo Rodeaiga, Eager. <laughs> <laughs> He's back to invest. He's back to invest. That's win. cracking. That's very good.
3: I completely off. forgot about Hugo Rodeaiga.
1: Nice. He's doing wow. well. <laughs> and
3: now I'll never be able to stop thinking about it whenever.
4: <laughs> you should
0: celebrate yourself every day.
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: All the summer villa goes wrong, though. Uh, And this is where the book really does come to life. Um it not in terms of uh you know uh quality, but in mm. terms of uh quantity of insane stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it really kicks off. However, there is a uh there is a funny thing I wanted to flag at the beginning. He has a bizarre coping strategy for when it all goes wrong at Villa. Um he says, and I quote, um, in my early days at Villa Whenever I felt under pressure or depressed by injury, I would resort to my early morning cure. I'd get up and leave home at the unearthly hour of six o'clock and drive down to the main bus depot in Birmingham. And I would just sit and watch for an hour, watching the local people go to work. So what Andy does, he just goes and watches poor people to feel better about himself, which is a really <laughs> strange way to do it. Really, I found that stuff really upsetting, genuinely. Mm. Because
3: like he does he sort of says like oh it's not to gloat but it sort of is to gloat isn't it (laughs) yeah thank god i'm not them. it's hard not to escape that like conclusion and also because he then spends the rest of the book like every time he talks about like merseyside or birmingham he'll say something like oh god they haven't had a lot to smile about recently with all the unemployment and you're sort of like this is a little bit classless in Mm. in some ways because you are a multi-million pound footballer earning lots of money i don't know you
1: know You know he hasn't. uh, You know he's got. He's got. He's. He he never went on to do anything else controversial. So (laughs) (laughs) benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt, some (laughs) guy. But there are. It is. It truly is a. You know, avalanche of bizarre stories after this. Yeah. He he sleeps on a wooden board for a week because his back hurts. (laughs) He gets loads of Turkish women apparently proposed to him, which never happened. But that was so odd. Because he, because it he was nice
4: for there to be a woman in the book though so i was grateful
1: <laughs> oh
3: there's a woman in the book later as well when he talks about a um a famous woman at his nightclub uh called oh what's her name Fiona, the Fiona Richmond, queen. the sex queen um, the Fiona yeah. richmond the, si- yeah. the sex queen her royal highness herself yeah <laughs> <laughs> the royalty of because you guys know what a
1: sex queen is right yeah absolutely yeah a sex uh... queen
5: yeah. The classic sex
1: queen. What you, I think heard? it's, I think it's someone who goes does a podcast and uh, gets their boob out to try and distract <laughs> down <Andy> the <laughs> <Yes! laughs>
4: I <think>. made it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I crown thee
3: the sex queen,
4: Tash. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. First. watch out! <laughs> <laughs> like, there
1: are
3: there are so many weird stories of this in this book.
1: Oh well, uh, the, 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 mentioning Fiona Richard and the Sex Queen, and, and you mentioned it as well, Tash. That the nightclub is yes, incredible. Amazing. He buys a, He buys a nightclub which fails very quickly. I really but, um, want
4: like the, someone to buy the rights to this and turn it into a drama. Well, it's so, so the, good yes.
3: because it's called the Human Zoo,
4: the Holy City Zoo, the Holy
3: City Zoo. That's zoo. That's it. Yeah, but he does. He like calls at one point. We had our very first Human Zoo in the um. <laughs> In Birmingham. And you could call it, we bought a human zoo. So. uh,
4: It had the yeah. weirdest guest list. Matt Damon list. plays
1: Andy Great. Yeah,
4: <laughs> had the weirdest guest list I have ever heard of a club, and it oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely does not surprise me that he is the way that he is. No. Jim Davidson, Russ Abbott, and Bernie Winters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and and he describes them as all the people who were happening at the time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sadly, sadly they probably were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also says our plan was to provide a sophisticated nightclub where the food. Surroundings and company were a cut above the average. Who serves food at a nightclub? Yeah. Imagine going to Tiger Tiger and having a steak. Ugh. Yeah, oh I've
3: got a uh, spaghetti carbonara here for Jim
5: Davison. <laughs> <laughs> so odd.
1: Um, they, I, I've got another uh, Kindle error. If you're excited, um, okay. the nightclub goes wrong. Uh, and you get this great typo. My mate Rab left as well, and only when those two are gone did I anally come to my senses and get an account <laughs> to take a good look at the business. <laughs>
3: How do you anally come to your senses? <laughs> <laughs> The very strong suppository. It's it's interesting <laughs> because he he does also spend a lot of this book saying, and also because it's clear from the book, like he he starts off really well, and then his yeah. career seems to go off the rails. I feel like that's yeah, well, or or, or or slow down at least his career definitely slows down. And he doesn't fulfill his potential, but he spends the whole time being like, I was always very careful. I was so so careful not to do anything too rash, apart from <laughs> buying a nightclub uh, yeah. and hanging out with sex queens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> do you want this week's dramatic
1: reading yes oh yes. I, I i sort of dread it but sure <laughs> this week's dramatic reading is called uh oh because i want to cue the dramatic music cue do you want some music? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> yes. You cued the cure. Uh, I doth my hat to thee. Yeah. Uh, oh, Natasha,
3: the first
2: sex queen
1: at your service. <laughs> <laughs> this week's dramatic reading is called Andy Gray Walks Barefoot Around Birmingham City Centre. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time just a few weeks after i have been transferred to Wolves when the press went mad, or went made, as it says, <laughs> oh, with a story about me walking barefoot through the streets of Birmingham. It was a hot September day and quite often in the summer when it gets really warm, I discard my shoes and walk around with bare feet. As you do. That is mad. When you're you're out and about. (laughs) That is absolutely made. Like
3: like being a millionaire who then discards your shoes when it gets (laughs) too hot.
1: Yeah. It's like he's doing a keynote speech for Apple or something like yeah. that. He's kind of like kind of, hippie, kind of hippie CEO. Kind <laughs> Do of you mind side. if I just
3: take my shoes off and yeah. throw them into Birmingham Canal?
1: <laughs> uh, one lunchtime I was having a coffee in Birmingham and spotted a traffic warden looking my car up and down. It was parked on a yellow line. So, <laughs> fair enough if he's having a look at it. Yeah. So I, so I rushed out to move it before I got handed a ticket. Just my luck, a photographer from a local paper was passing by and spotted me walking across the road with no shoes on. <laughs> before... It's just a card, just my life. Before I knew it, the camera was clicking and suddenly the whole story snowballed. It was in the evening paper and some of the nationals the next day. What was Britain's most expensive footballer doing walking around with bare feet? Someone suggested it was irresponsible. To me, it was just a natural thing. It's just cool, man. Just, a, just it's a, the a, 70s. Just, just
3: deal with it, man. <laughs> yeah. I love to walk around with my bare feet out all the time.
1: Me and Jim it's Davidson some... do it all the time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Old Jimmy. It's so weird because, like, that he's acting like it's, you know, a crazy story. It's not as if like if he was sitting in a cafe with bare feet that, yeah w- that's weird that's that's not, worse not, that's what like that's as bad as walking across the street because
1: your car's getting down it's not the walking across <laughs> that's made it bad <laughs> yeah. it's the fact no. that he doesn't
3: have bare feet
1: yeah, yeah. andy oh, gray's well. sitting barefoot in prep these days that would get a few headlines
3: that would be trending for weeks on Twitter
1: if we saw Andy Gray walking around barefoot you would be feel like oh god what's happened to him <laughs> it'd well, <feel> awful <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go
3: up to him because of what we said on this podcast okay um, <laughs> obviously uh, we, all, up on him. we all know what Tash would do um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't even need to cross the road yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is it is really weird because he's like oh the press taking these things out of context you know they they take the they run with these ridiculous stories like andy gray barefoot anyway i was barefoot in in birmingham like there's no
1: <laughs> disconnect to that it doesn't it's true um, to me, it was just a natural thing. Although, as one of my pals points out, it might have been wise to sit tight and get a parking ticket rather than run the gauntlet with the press.
3: I, was, I again, I would argue that's weirder to sit there passively, <laughs> yeah, <your> just stare, <laughs> yeah. staring at your car, getting a ticket with your feet completely bare.
2: Just Although it is like to watch, watch working class people in, doing working class jobs. That's so true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> kick back.
5: It yeah, was getting back. You're like, yeah,
1: I can afford it, mate. <laughs> Don't
3: worry. <laughs> can I pay for it in shoes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was best summed up by John Barnwell my manager at Wolves who when asked for a reaction about his new one and a half million centre forward walking barefoot laughed and said if Andy wants to walk around barefoot he can do so as far as I'm concerned and Oof. that's it that was oh. just <laughs> dramatic reading
2: oh, very weird very weird very imagine good, seeing uh, Jordan Henderson walking around
1: Liverpool with <laughs> I can
2: see
5: weird. him doing that I can see him doing that <laughs> yeah
1: the most mad thing of all now, this, yeah. is, this is truly incredible. Something I didn't yes. know, I don't know if many people know, Andy Gray spent three weeks living with Black Sabbath in America during pre-season one year.
3: <laughs> now, that is cool. And somehow, is cool. He
1: makes, somehow he makes it a not cool story, but
3: <laughs> he <laughs> makes it such a dull story. Again, if Roth Holt told this, I would be running up to people and screaming in their faces. <laughs> if if Roth Holt went on tour with Snow Patrol, <laughs> uh, it, that's literally all I'd be able to say to them. I would just right. run people and go, Anyway, oh, oh, he's, he's gone on tour with Snow Patrol. But Andy Gray makes it the most tedious story in the world.
1: He does. He does. it's very much like um I think Jackie flagged this. It's a lot like um Kevin Phillips with the Maudale coaches. Cause he's more fussed about um the fact that. that one's got that they've got a big car than anything else really yeah. <laughs> so basically He's what happens so is into that yeah it's it, one of them's a villa fan uh tony Iomi. is that how you pronounce it
2: it's name. it's good i'm a bit of a bit of a sub, sub fan so i can oh
1: the long hair <laughs> wasn't isn't a coincidence <laughs>
2: it threw you didn't he my yeah. luck threw you um <laughs> yeah i I liked this bit because Sabbath was one of my favourite bands, but you couldn't put a more boring person with, like, you know, <laughs> s- some of the stories that Ozzy tells compared to the ones that are in Andy Gray's book. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Wait, but Andy. it's the bassist, Geezer Butler. He's like a massive Villa fan. And even now and he when he's talking about things on Sabbath documentaries he only wants to talk about Aston Villa not about Sabbath it's very weird wow so yeah that will be why so he's just tagged along with him and the rest of them are like oh god right.
1: this is, good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> is that why he was never in the Osbournes then
1: <laughs> yeah
4: he would have made a great cameo
1: he was too busy trying to talk about Gareth Barry oh god <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what he says about uh, when he gets there um, some of the group met me at the airport in Los Angeles and instead of jumping into a taxi they brought their own transport and what a set of wheels it was <laughs> I've never seen a bigger car or can as it says. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Pop in the never, can. I've never seen a bigger can in all my life, were you? Uh, a long, sleek, and shiny Cadillac drew up outside the airport terminal, I know, and I almost expected to see the President of America himself step out. It was so impressive. Inside, it was sheer luxury. I reckon it was just about as big as our old flat back in Drumchapel. It rolled silently through the streets. This really does go on. It rolled silently through the streets of Los Angeles, and I felt like a king as we made for the distant hills of Bel Air.
3: I think he spends more time talking about the the transport of Black Sabbath than talking <laughs> about Black Everton Sabbath. Or, the, or talking about Everton winning the title.
1: <laughs> <Legitimately>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He um,
3: partied that night but not as hard as I partied inside the luxurious transport. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, it's it's just nothing really happens with, um with um Black Sabbath sadly, does it. I mean, no, it is it's it's really cool. It's really cool that he got to do that. I'm, so, I'm sure it's such good fun. And, I mean, imagine nowadays, like, like, like you say, um, who's a modern player? Uh, Boy- <laughs> uh, imagine like, Stephen Fletcher. Wilf- imagine <laughs> imagine Wolf Zahar just, like, going on preseason training with, like, Metallica or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just wouldn't be allowed. It just It's insane.
5: It is so it.
3: weird. There's a bit where he says that he, he had to get, like, fit again. So he decided to go swimming. And he describes it as, um, I went swimming in the pool as my host's black sabbath looked on <laughs> as if he only yeah. describes them as black sabbath
1: like yeah. <laughs> hi black sabbath thanks for having me <laughs> um the, the, actually the only story he does go into depth is, is a really weird story um with uh an american girl called donna he plays the most boring sounding video game ever called simon oh, with her sad. it's which is about a But they play age- it for
3: five hours
1: Ten
2: hours, hours. ten oh, hours, ridiculous. isn't it? Three hundred hours.
1: Something else. <happens. laughs> They're still playing today. <laughs> I agree. I think something happened because he said it's basically they just they sit and play this game where you're you're a flying saucer and it would light up in different colors. Which <laughs> God, the seventies were depressing. Yeah. And you had to try, you had to try to remember the various sequences of light and then match them. Uh and you expect them to have a romance during this but no they just sit there for 10 hours this
4: gets nah, kind of ridiculous mm.
5: yeah you think-
3: sure but then later on doesn't he say that Donna was going out with John Hurt
4: yes, yes. the yes. elephant
1: man the elephant man yeah, yeah.
4: but have you seen mamma mia
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I think so Because
4: that woman is called Donna And she does weird romantic things for 10 hours With the, all sorts of different men So maybe there's a crossover here <laughs> Wait,
1: are you telling me that Mamma Mia the film has Amanda Seyfried playing yes. uh,
4: playing, playing Simon Andy Gray's daughter <laughs> okay.
3: And they play I've a light up video game for 10 hours John Hurt and <laughs> One of Black Sabbath All coming to an island together to work out Who's my dad guys i got a
1: game for you
4: yes
1: okay <laughs> i think you're gonna enjoy this game uh so obviously andy gray's book is called shades of gray i want you to tell me is it 50 shades of gray or andy gray Ooh.
4: cue sexy music <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, this is uh, oh, I'm so get upset. ready because so it gets it gets it's gonna get sexy. <laughs> it's gonna get sexy up in here. <laughs> Question number one: Fifty Shades of Grey or Andy Gray? He always drove me hard and shouted his orders out, but this morning there was a coldness in both his manners and voice. Which is that from? What's it from? Fifty oh Shades. My oh my god, god, that's, that that's really either. good. That's, that's from so I think good. that's from
3: Andy Gray because I think it was it was um, Jim McLean. Oh,
1: wow! When very they were having sex. Of the book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Andy Gray during a training session at Dundee yeah. United. Because I remember thinking that was such an odd phrase and it did sound very <laughs> yeah. romantic, but he's like, there's a coldness in him now. Uh, number two, pulling my head back, he kisses me, his tongue urgent, <laughs> relentless, needy. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey or Andy Gray?
4: Andy Gray. With Donna.
3: Simon says, baby
1: Uh, uh. (laughs) Oh, I hate myself (laughs) Uh, That is Fifty Shades, sadly Um, Being a gentleman to the very end I couldn't hurt my partner's feelings by chatting up a friend So I suggested we make up a foursome for another night (laughs) Again, that is Andy Gray (laughs) Question four Todd, meanwhile, was wonderfully gifted And his bulwark was spotless (laughs) Which is that (laughs) Is there a character called Todd in Fifty Shades? Tash?
4: Mm, I don't think so, no. I, I mean, there may be, but I don't think it would be a human.
1: No, uh, oh. <laughs> what, would it, what would it be? Put it
4: that way. Oh, I don't know, but there's all sorts in like that a, like, an ac- like, a,
3: like a sex robot that has an
1: acronym? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that's, that's about Colin Todd. It's from Andy Gray's <laughs> um, He has a hotline to my groin. What's that from? Fifty Shades or Andy Gray? <laughs> that's Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're right. Yeah. No. Actually, that's from his medical wolves. (laughs) 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 That is Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey. Only when those two are gone did I aimly come to my senses and get an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Fifty Shades or (laughs) no point doing this much longer. And finally, question seven. I love the way he came out swinging his truncheon. That's Grant Holt. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) That's Grant. That's Grant Holt's description of the wrestler Big Boss Man in his top five favourite wrestlers. (laughs) James, you're getting very good at seeing through me. And that was Fifty Shades of Grey or Andy (laughs) Gray. Hated it. Very (laughs) good. Jack, you're on Peter Weed watch. Peter Reed watch.
3: Oh yeah, we got uh, we got lots of Peter Reed this week. There was an opportunity for Wolves to sign them i think at one point yeah it was at bolton or something was bolton it yeah and they were like let's get peter reed and um and R- will said nah let's not and then they got relegated so just <laughs> just goes to show you and then later on he says that peter reed would be in his ultimate team or no no that he was a, he would he would he i won- think he was both i
1: think yeah. he was both because he was he was a brilliant player and he played, and he player, played yeah. a, they played Everton together yeah so, and he yeah. and he was uh terrible at training
3: uh yes. which is very sweet
1: yeah that's uh, and uh, thanks, Jack. Uh, that was Peter Reed Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Reed Watch. Yeah, then the book kind of ends. Oh, with, um... oh, hang
3: on, I have my um my uh, villain. Oh, please. Oh yeah. The the Hall of Shame. The person who could go into the Hall of Shame. It's not yeah, a person. It's Ooh. a thing and it's the thing that uh Andy Gray blames all of Wolves problems on the 2.5 million pound stand.
1: Oh yeah, uh, they get he, yeah. he
3: will not So basically I was thinking it's quite interesting that that Andy Gray becomes the most expensive player in football for Wolves and yep. then 2 years later Wolves nearly go bankrupt. Um, and <laughs> yeah. you feel like those two things must be connected but he blames instead all of Wolves' problems on and for about like five pages he's like it was the new stand that they built at Molyneux the new bloody stand they built at Molyneux it <laughs> ruined, the, ruined the atmosphere it, it uh, cost loads of money so we couldn't buy anyone I'm pretty sure it slept with a sex queen or two uh, it turned Ron Saunders against me uh, it forced me to get out of the pool at Black Sabbath's house <laughs> <laughs> um like he really hates the stand i just I, i've never heard of a person having much more like anger towards an
1: inanimate object before but i i'm, I'm happy to put the stand you know I, i'll go i'll go with the majority i think the stand can go in the hall of shame it's a weird thing to put in the hall of shame but i think it's a good it's the, exactly the kind of thing we should be putting in um but <laughs> inanimate objects that can't fight yeah. back. yeah but um i do i do think actually andy uh at heart really does care about football there's a bit at the end which is actually quite interesting where he jumps up on his soapbox and talks about the football league how to stop clubs from going out of um business how the third and fourth division should be regionalized so they haven't got to travel around and make new tables for the north the south and the midlands which i thought was pretty interesting at the end and yeah. i i think some of the stuff with the stand um kind of comes into that i don't think he likes the idea of clubs um uh, uh, you know folding perhaps he is shifting the blame but i do think he comes from it from uh, honest
3: i i actually i the regionalizing thing is really interesting especially as the football league you know is currently going through the weirdest yeah. time ever and it's I thought actually it was kind one of, of the um, things that people are thinking about now which is like so it's quite for passive, sure yeah
1: i, I, I agree yeah. i agree you know basically the end of the book is just um a dad jokes for about 40 oh, pages <laughs> it's insufferable
3: oh it's so annoying <laughs> james did you get did you get to the dad jokes or did you stop at that point?
2: No, I, when I say I read 90%, I missed a chunk out of the middle. I got to the end of it. What? Oh, really? Missed <laughs> it was, you missed it the Black Sabbath so much um, that I just missed, missed a few pages of the middle. Yeah.
5: The, the yeah. dad
3: jokes are so irritating. It is like yeah. just a rubbish awful um like joke book that he decides to go off on cuz it starts off being like oh there are some funny stories i can tell you about the time i used to play with this goalkeeper and he does that for about 3 oh pages. he's great john burridge Bar- john Burrage, so john burridge is great and there are some I love stories him. about john burridge like we should read um, his book we should read his book he sounds like a good guy but then he runs out of that very quickly and he's like oh um yeah. there's there is also the uh, just an awful like i can't i texted james about this oh we'd
1: like to explain it yeah yeah
3: i don't understand it i just texted him saying can you explain the dog penis joke (laughs) and i that wasn't to do the book that wasn't (laughs) (laughs) there's a joke about like how a manager wants to sign a player and he's really really good and he goes to the player's house and he's really tall and then his brother's really tall and the dad's really tall and the the dad says oh it's because we all eat the stew and he eats some stew and the manager eats it and he's like oh this is really good stew and then he's walking out and he sees a dog and the dog has a big penis (laughs) and he turns to the 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 manager for some reason decides to bring it up and says like oh does he eat the stew as well and the dad says (laughs) oh no he just licks the plates Yeah, and then that's yeah. the joke. That's the end of the joke. That's <laughs> he the licks. Part. I said he licks the plate. He li- <laughs> I said, I said, I said he licks the plate, sir. Like what? And as James pointed out, the joke there is that what is that he sort of has like tangential massive penis from the <laughs> stew.
1: <laughs> he, all he does is lick the plates. And look at the size of his cock. Is <laughs> <what it is. laughs> so but imagine then, if he ate the food, Guy would be cruel.
3: But does, horrible. That, does, that, does that then mean that all the players, like the players and the dad and all that who eat the stew and yeah, the manager, they <laughs> have you, just hideously deformed. Horribly big penises. <laughs> <laughs> Upsettingly big penises.
1: That's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good joke. <laughs> um, anyway, the book ends on the immortal line. One thing's for sure, though, Judging by my past record, there'll be a few more lively years yet. Let's hope many more shades of grey. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, fifty maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Thought this for my wife. She didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did this book change you, anyone? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. It changed
3: me from being like quite content and happy uh, <laughs> to
1: to the opposite. <laughs> I learned a bit about 80s football. I did learn I a bit about 80s yeah. football. And Although I, football, I felt
3: like good. I learned more about 80s football by reading the Wikipedia articles
1: of all the people. That <laughs> yeah. <to laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, James, Tash, anything uh, drastic happened to you after reading this?
4: No, I was so glad to have finished it, though. I felt a new lease of life. So, yes, it did change me.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. that's good.
4: Rating out of 10, James?
2: You always say that I'm harsh, but I can't be kind <laughs> about this one.
1: It's it's a one. Oh my gosh, no, it's not.
5: It's not. It, Good it is a
1: one. I feel like oh, <laughs> Jack. Jack, what are you going to get? What, what, what do you think of that?
3: Uh, I feel like a one has to be like the scrawled, like ravings of a madman, <laughs> like Michael Owen. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a three. Uh, Tash, what do you think?
4: Uh, he did not pass my pint test. I do not want to go for a pint with him. I'm gonna go in the middle.
1: Give him a two. Oh, wow. Okay, three, one, two. So that's he's on six so far. This is very low. Uh, I would give him a four. I don't think oh, it was bloody as terrible hell. as you guys made out. It wasn't as terrible. I would give him a ten. <laughs> I feel sorry for <laughs> um so 10 divided by four two and a half Ooh, that, Ooh. Is that is low i
3: do i do think our feelings about andy gray have really come like
4: yeah yeah they exactly. have but then it it, it didn't it, change my yeah. view of him in any he, way
3: he was just so relentlessly like smug and like never mo- any
1: moments of self-deprecation i don't think he came across quite as terribly as that but i didn't enjoy the book i must admit it was a, it was a it was a yeah. I i don't mind. think
2: he was necessarily so terrible it was just so boring yeah.
1: Yeah. It
4: was, very it was better than
1: Pennant's book in my mind, but you know, who knows? Um does
4: anyone have any out of context, Andy Gray? Oh, oh yeah, I dear got dear a good one. Let's hear it. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, but you'd never say that about Andy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: uh, t- tinder Tinder tagline. yeah <laughs> I've got one. Uh it's often said in dressing rooms that horses have better treatment than humans. <laughs> 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 when yes. when is it said in dressing rooms? <laughs> Who says that <laughs> which is weird because they shoot horses if they break the leg
5: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and the horses only lit the plate uh, <laughs> <laughs> James
2: to Andy love and lust Fiona <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh. what's that horrible that's the sex queen oh
2: she signed,
5: she
1: signed something for him. Sorry, I just broke the cardinal rule of uh, of uh, no context. context. (laughs) Wait, what's the context behind that? Yeah, (laughs) tell me. Okay, this week's quiz: Jack, you're Doug; Tash, you're Doug; and James, you're Douglas (laughs) Duke (laughs) Doington. Everyone got their names. Okay, question one: Who does Andy score his first professional goal against? Oh, it's a Scottish team. Obscure Scottish team. Douglas Uh, Doington. Yes. Arctic Thistle uh, is incorrect. Uh, uh, Doug. Yep. C- uh, Clyde, Clyde Bank. Not Clyde. It is Dumbarton. Dumbarton. A point, oh. a, a point to me, King Doug. <laughs> 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 um, question number two. You've already named a few of these, but name any nightclub attendees. Quickfire. Oh, oh. Uh, Doug. Jim Davison. Yes, that's one. Doug. Yep.
4: The Drifters.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Oh, um, Doug. Yep. Norman Wisdom. I don't think he was there, but I could be wrong. And finally, uh, what is Andy Gray's signature dish to cook? Oh, uh Doug. <laughs> yep. Chili con carne inexplicably. <laughs> yep, or as it's ri- as it's generally written in my book, chili con came. Chili con came. <laughs> chili con came. <laughs>
5: Did he now?
1: (laughs) Very fitting that uh, to end it on. Uh, Anyone has any thoughts on the book? If you've read uh, uh, Shades of Grey, uh, I'm sorry. If you've got any questions, get in touch at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram. Other than that, please subscribe, review the podcast, follow us. Any last words?
5: (laughs) I'm
1: flashing. I'm flashing.
4: I've got one out. (laughs)
1: Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, James Balger, Natasha Daniels and Jack Bernhardt is produced and created by James Bug thanks to Andy Gray for writing the book but where are they all now? Well Andy Gray now lives in Qatar where he spends his days barefoot eating nothing but penguin bars to this day he still hasn't eaten a green one Black Sabbath is still touring and spent a lovely few weeks last summer with Gabby O'Bonohor and Olaf Melberg E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey has sold over 125 million copies worldwide 130 million if you include all the copies of Andy's book people bought accidentally and Donna is still playing the video game Simon 40 years later We'll see you next week for more Football Book Club Until then...